Uh-huh. Now, please let us be on our feet as we take the Lord's body. Thank you, boss. Thank you very much. Now, in the book of 2 Corinthians, Paul said, and this I received from the Lord. Hallelujah. He said, this I did what? I received from the Lord. The understanding of the benefits of the Lord's body and his blood. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to understand one thing. This blood that is a talking, it is not the blood. It is a talking. He said, do this in remembrance of me. But now that we are about to take the blood and take his body, have this understanding. The same blood that was used to wash away my sins is the same blood that heals me. Hallelujah. Now, the same body that was broken for me, right? It was broken so that every pain he felt in his body, I will never feel in my body. Hallelujah. Apart from that, you know that he was carrying the cross and he was tired. He labored to go and die. Anytime you consider his body, consider your life that you are not supposed to labor. Because why? Jesus labored for you. Hallelujah. So everything you do in your life, because of what Jesus has done, it has to go 13. Say 13. You know what I mean? It means it has to go straight and well. Hallelujah. Now please lift up the tokens before heaven. My father, we present these tokens before you. You said, do this in remembrance of me. My father, we present them before you. We sanctify them for your use. We sanctify them for your use. That as they touch our bodies, the word will manifest in the name of Jesus. Every benefit of the blood will manifest in the name of Jesus. Every benefit of the body will manifest in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. We call them sanctified and good for our use in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please go around, give to everybody. Oh, come. Yes. Oh, go, go. For, no, go and share. Ah, okay, sorry. I'm sorry. Don't worry. Hallelujah. Thank you. Charlie, I don't get the panels or more. Thank you for the panel.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh -huh. So everybody has got his. Lift it up before heaven. Now, I told you when we spoke on faith, he said, by the faith of those who are advanced in society, they conjured whatever they wanted to see. I don't want to sound like a magician. That's what scripture said. Now, by faith, whatever you want to see the blood accomplish in your life, his body do in your life. Open your mouth and declare it right now. Pray, 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 pray. Moralo, moralo, vadova, fan fididi vigada. Speak, 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 speak. Mosha, 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 mosha de. Freta, freta, free fele, free fele, feru fele, fekedu, sande. Lord, I pray for the church, Lord. I pray for the spirit of love. I pray for the spirit of unity. As we take this body, let it bind us up together in the name of Jesus. Let us bring unity of spirit. Unity of spirit. Unity of spirit. Unity of spirit in the name of Jesus. Now I declare that by your blood and by your body, the victory of Christ will be wrought in our lives. It will be played once again in our lives in the name of Jesus. Let because of this communion, miracles break out this week. In the name of Jesus. Let because of this communion, miracles break out this week. In the name of Jesus. Increase on the left. Increase on the right. Increase all around us in the name of Jesus. By your blood, favor will fall on us and will follow us everywhere we go. In the name of Jesus. By your blood, we will be victorious in everything we do. In the name of Jesus. We declare that by your communion, we have entered into sonship. In fact, we reaffirm our sonship and we declare, by this communion, we assess everything that heaven has for us and nothing will pass us by in Jesus' mighty name. Now, the night before he was crucified, he was betrayed. He took the bread and he broke it and he said, eat. This is my body. Hallelujah. Yeah. So let us break it. So he broke his body. He said, eat. This is my body. Uh-huh. Thank you very much. Don't bite Jesus too hard. <laughs> yes, okay. It's the body of Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, the same night, he took up the cup and he said, take, drink. This is the blood of the new covenant. Now, as you take this blood, notice something. You are in the new covenant. What is in the new covenant? Blessing, abundance, good health, prosperity, protection from heaven. In Jesus' mighty name, take it. Hallelujah. Are you blessed to be in the house of the Lord? Hush, the communion has done something to my body. Praise the Lord. Now, hello, call him back, call him back. Don't go out again. You, don't go out again. Put it somewhere. Now, listen to something. I want us to read John. Please rise up to your feet. In the name of Jesus, I beg you. Even Anika. John 6. Open your Bibles and look at it for yourself. 
John 6, 52. I'm reading to 58. Are you listening to the sweet word of God? Now consider it. Listen. He said, the, the Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Can I tell you that by this scripture you have life? I, I, you have heavenly life in you. You can never die. I said you can never die. I'm not saying the scripture says it to you. You can never die. Amen. Hallelujah. And he said, verse 54. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. Can I tell you, you are in Christ and Christ is in you? I said you are in Christ and Christ is in you. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let's go on. This is the, whosoever feeds on me, he, he will also live because of me. Have I jumped? Let me go to 57. I think I jumped. As the living father sent me and I, and I live because of the father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. I didn't hear an amen. amen. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Amen. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Amen. Jesus said these things in the synagogue as he taught at Capernaum. In other words, Jesus was in church teaching like I'm doing now. Say, I declare, I declare. By, the blood, by the blood and the body, and the body. I live forever. And the life I live, I live in Christ. And Jesus lives in me. So I have a dual nature. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please, dual nature, understand. I'm not going to preach on that one now. But you do. You are a new species. Bottom line, you are a new species. You have never existed before. You are one of a kind. You are blessed. Now, my, let's pray. My Father, I present myself before you and ask the Lord. Anoint these lips of clay. Let me speak your word with all boldness and efficiency. I bring under your authority every outside force that would like to hinder the flow of your word. And that will stop my hearers from receiving the word planted in a good soil. I ask the Lord, every orchestration of the enemy is hereby arrested in the name of Jesus. Now I declare that let your word have free course. That in the end, just as it was said of the church in Berea, the church in Ephesus, that the word of God grew so mightily and prevailed. We thank you that we'll see the same thing in our lives today and onwards. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Please give the Lord a hand for this morning.
he has blessed us with life and he has called us to this new life hallelujah now last week we started a topic we we're talking about righteousness but now this righteousness we we're not talking about with regards to man we we're talking about righteousness with regards to god now the bible makes us to understand that we are the righteousness of god in christ we are the righteousness of god in christ we are the righteousness of god in christ now i said something i said how will you value your righteousness if you don't know the level of god's righteousness which you possess did you get it we are the righteousness of god in christ in other words, even though we are righteousness, we, 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 are, we have righteousness, it is not something we obtained ourselves. It is something that was imputed unto us. Hallelujah. So this imputation, how valuable is, is it? If you don't know its worth, you treat it lightly. Hallelujah. And because of that, I want us to know about it. And when we learn about it, anytime you are talking about the righteousness of God, you will know what it is and the benefit of it. Hallelujah. And the title for the series is The Effect of His Righteousness or The Effect of God's Righteousness. Now the question is, will you just say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Not just say, see who I don't know. Then that's it. No. You say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Why? Because there is a benefit to it. Now, we read in the Old Testament, he said, the benefit of righteousness is peace. Is what? And quietness of heart forever. What? For what? So now, if you are somebody, a BBT, something is wrong with you, something is wrong with your spirit, something is wrong with your mind, you have to know that you have not understood what the righteousness of God is. Now, one of the things I like to talk about is this, is fear, 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 fear for men or fear of men. Fear, fear of circumstances. Hey, now, listen, if you are right, leave everything you have to know what you possess and give it over to god and god will fight for you hallelujah now and um, because of that i said something i said god's righteousness is such that nobody nobody is ever ever supposed to work for it i said that he is the only person who has the mandate and who has the will to work out his righteousness what is righteousness we gave two definitions for it last week. In the Greek and in the Hebrew. In the Greek, it means what? Straight. And in the Hebrew, it means upright. Hallelujah. So, if you consider who you are, and he says you are the righteousness of God in Christ, what it means is that you are the most straight person in God. On this earth, when they look for people who are calm who are composed who are right they do what is right they have to knock on your door because why you possess god's righteousness hallelujah now you notice that the whole world they do everything they like i'm talking about people in the world they do anything they like but when they see a believer misconducting themselves they will say ah you a believer doing this why do they do that because they know that 
the church upholds the highest form of moral standards. Why? Do we, no, are we forced to do it? Are we forced to live right? No, we are not forced to live right. But when they see a believer doing something that is contrary to what the scripture says, they ask you, are you a believer and you, you're doing this? Why? Even though they live in sin and their conducts are not straight and they are, it's not upright, they know that by virtue of who you are, you must live right. That is how the church is. So when the church comes, when it comes to the church and we are talking about living a fruitful life, living an upright life, living a straight life, you have to understand that it is not mandatory. It, it, it flows from us naturally. It does what? It flows naturally. Love comes into your heart naturally. You cannot hate people. Why? Even though they hate you, they do you bad. You cannot hate them. Why? Because the love of God is shared abroad in your heart. Now, let me go to my real me today. Now, I told you that there was a key scripture we were using. That is Romans 5, 17 to 19. Hallelujah. Romans 5, 17 to 19. And I read, For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more the they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. Shall do what? Reign in life. Shall do what? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And I asked the question last week. Which people reign? Who are the people who reign in life? Which life? Are you going to compete with Jesus over his crown in heaven? He's talking about this earth. He said, if you are righteous, you shall reign. Shall. I was taught by my English madam. That when you say shall, it means mandatory. It means what? If you say will, it can, if you like, you do it. If you don't like. But when you say shall, it means it must happen. And listen to what he says. He says, much more, they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. Have you seen the benefit of righteousness? So nobody who or anybody who is born into Christ and possesses God's righteousness should be beggarly or should be the bottom, at the bottom of the table. You always have to progressively and systematically climb. What am I saying? I'm not disputing the fact that there is a place to be abased. There is. But listen, when you understand who you are in Christ and the righteousness you possess, it propels you to do more and become more because that is the life you deserve. I don't know how somebody can possess the righteousness God possesses and then all of a sudden decides to be beggarly when God is not beggarly. Decide to be low. Oh, me, I just want a low life. I don't want... Listen, that nature will just vanish. You will notice that you are not afraid to enter into great and mighty things. Why? Because the zeal of the Lord in you will perform it. Hallelujah. And so, this is our mother scripture. This is the key scripture we are going to use throughout the series. And I want you to meditate on it on yourself. And I know the Lord will speak to you in your own place and teach you how to go about it. Hallelujah. Now, therefore, verse 8, 18, I read, Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men, 
to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of that of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by one man by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Hallelujah. Now, I want us to leave verse 17. Let's come to verse 18 and 19. Now, you look at something. He's, he's talking about two people here. He's talking about some things that two people did and the effect of what they did. Now, look at it. He says, just as one man sinned, you know what he did. Don't eat the fruit. He ate the fruit. From that day, because, let me tell you something. Consider the word, or these two words. Knowledge of good and evil the knowledge of good and evil is the same it's called conscience say conscience conscience to have understanding of something that is good and something that is evil is is called conscience so listen when they ate the tree of knowledge of good and evil they came to understand what is good formerly they didn't know what is good then they understood that hey if you are naked it is not good I said, if you are what? It is not good. So the a preacher said, they sold salad leaves to cover themselves. What am I saying? That is how Adam fell. If not, Visashi won't get work to do. I'm serious. It's not a joke. It's true. Scripture. If not, MK will not get Michael Kors. Eh? Or the other designers. They say they design clothes, right? It is because of the fall of man. Now they have clothes work to do. No, consider it. Because why? They were clothed in the glory of God such that they did not see that they were naked. When the glory of God is on you, you can be poor. But when you see yourself, you think you are dressed like the richest man in the world. Why? Because the little you have kind of becomes big to you. What am I saying? They were content with what God gave them until sin came okay let's move on so now look at that one act of disobedience which adam did he sold all of us into condemnation so when a child is born you are born a sinner right from the beginning praise the lord now let's consider another issue we have finished with adam now let's consider the next one which is the second adam called jesus Look at it. I read. Therefore, by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. It, doesn't, it, it didn't wait there. He said, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. So, by the obedience of one, many shall be made righteous. By the obedience of one, many shall be made righteous. By one man's obedience, many shall be made righteous. By one man's obedience, many shall be made righteous. So then, if his actions made me righteous, how then do I go about establishing my own righteousness? Praise the Lord. Now, I want us to understand one thing. If Adam's action 
sold us into condemnation. Please listen carefully. It was the action of Jesus that brought us righteousness and justification. By that, I am talking about works. I said by that, I'm talking about what? Now, works comes in when you rely on God's ability to work for you. In terms of God, I'm talking about God now. I'm not talking about man. So, God is the only man who has the ability, who has the right to put his actions to work. In other words, to put his, his intention into action by acting out his righteousness. When it comes to man, man has no right to do that. Why? Because man is fallible in every, every way. Everything man does is faulty. I said everything man does is what? You don't try, you don't believe. Look at your life. You intend to do something good and it turns out bad. Hello? Man has to... You, you have good intentions, right? Maybe you are doing something. And then mistakenly, because you are human, you are doing a righteous act, but you stepped on another person's toe whilst doing it. What have you done? In your quest to do what is right, you did what is wrong. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm just saying that no man should rely on his own righteousness to perform or to be justified before God because it will not work. He is the only person whose actions are just and true so that when he acts out, it is, it is legitimate. It is valid. It is strong. It holds water. It can take us to school. It's like a car. Hallelujah. Now, please, let us go into the word and begin to study some things. Now, I said that he is the only one who is called to act out righteousness. Every other human being is supposed to believe God for righteousness. You are not called to act out righteousness. You are called to believe God for righteousness. And when you believe God, you don't gain a righteousness of your own. You gain His righteousness. Because you believe in His actions. Now I said last week, that when the Lord said to Abraham, I'm taking you to a land flowing with milk and honey. He gave the prophecy to Abraham. He said, I will take your descendants to that land. And yet God knew that there were people in the land. And there were giants who occupied the land. The Perizzites, the Amorites, the Gigasites, the what, what, what sites. All of them, they were there. But when the Lord told him, told the children of Israel, go. What did the Lord do? The Lord kept on killing people on the way. Was God unrighteous? Now, listen, let me tell you something. Anytime you decide to live by faith, the word of God, God will act out his righteousness on your behalf. By if, if he has to kill your enemies, he'll do it. Why? Because God upholds you believing in him than you acting out. So when he wanted to take down the wall of Jericho, <clears throat> He wanted to show them, excuse me, he wanted to show them that I am a God who is able to do everything. What he said, don't go fighting. What do you do? Walk around it. Do what? So whilst they were walking, God was doing what? Fight. What is that? What is the Lord telling you? He's telling you that anytime you believe him, he acts out his righteousness. And, and him acting out his righteousness is something that, you see, it has to prove his nature. It has to do what? Because he said his throne, heaven, heaven, Zion. He said his throne 
it is established in righteousness. That is what you read to us this morning. Not only that, he said, and the scepter of his righteousness, the sovereignty of his the sovereignty of his kingdom is the sovereignty of righteousness. What he means is that he does not rule by merit. He does not rule by people doing what is right or wrong. He rules by people who have faith in his ability to act out. So when you believe in God, he acts on your behalf. Is somebody ready to believe God this week? The Lord will act for you in the name of Jesus. The Lord will perform for you in the name of Jesus. I told you something. The Lord is one job. Now listen. So if you decide to see God in his, in his, in his righteousness, knowing that everything he has spoken in his word, he is able to do. God gives you the, the same credit he has. He said, this guy, he possesses my righteousness because he believes that I am righteous. And I am the only one who can act for him. That is why during the uh, Tuesday interactive service we came to a point and we said so if that is the point what is man supposed to do just just believe just do what now believing means that when you start believing god you stop going to work let me put it right when you are believing god for a car which you don't have money for you don't go trying to save money for the car listen to me carefully because when you start saving money for a car the money that is supposed to feed you at home you might reserve it for the car now when you start believing God for a car what I normally tell Grace Army Church to do is this write the color of the car the price of the car, the specs of the car, the year of the car. Every morning when you get up, put your hand on it and say, thank you, Lord, you have, give, you have given me this car. Go to sleep. Because you believe in his ability to bring about the car. So you relax in yourself. You don't go to work trying to buy, save money to buy the car. What are you doing? You are working for yourself. But when you believe that God gives... You know, some people actually save her and they begin to save their tithe. Because when she adds that, well, when he adds the tithe, then it will help, it will help her get close. Then she say, when I finish buying the car, then I'll come back and then pay all the arrears of tithe. What are we doing? We are joking. We are what? We have not understood what it means to completely believe. And I, we cited this example also. That when the guy said to Jesus, Jesus said, if you can believe, your son will be well. Your daughter will be He said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. <laughs> the guy was sincere. He was plain. And the, the Lord said, go. That your daughter is well. What is the issue here? The issue is this. When you believe, you don't have to work. I said, when you believe, you don't have to do what? I didn't say don't get up in the morning and go to work. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that when you're believing God for something, completely put it in the hands of God and don't hold half of it and give half to God. 
Because when you rely on his righteousness, his ability to perform, you will keep quiet and watch him perform. Hallelujah. Now, by the one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Shall be made righteous. Shall be made righteous. Shall be made righteous. Now, God is the only one who, whose actions tells of his righteousness. When man acts out what is right, it is not considered righteousness before God. Did you hear that? I said, you think you are doing what is right, right? You think you are doing what is right? So that the thief on the cross, he said, Lord, remember me in your kingdom. He didn't say, I'll change. He didn't say, I'll do what? I'll start paying my tithe. I'll start going to church, give offering, help the sick, go and pray for people at the hospital. No, no, no. He said, if you go into your kingdom, do what? Remember me. He said, today. What, when did he say? He said, when? Today. You'll be with me in paradise. What is that supposed to be? Anytime we set out to believe God, that very moment, his righteousness begins to act for us. You know, Abraham was called righteous. The Lord gave him a promise. Oh, I will bless you. I will do you so, so, and so, and so, and so. He believed God. Immediately, God called him righteous. Now, anybody who believes in the righteousness of God, he makes it solid for it to move from a place of it being a promise to become a covenant. So that when you believe him, now you move from the place of just just hearing say to becoming something solid so that until one party dies his covenant remains and i'm saying this because god doesn't die god doesn't what on opening own so he tells you this covenant will be between me and notice something he doesn't say he, he, he doesn't say me and you until you die he's a super guy he said, and this covenant shall be between you and me and thy seed forever. What is he telling you? He's telling you that when you have a covenant with God, it doesn't remain with you. When you die and go, no, 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 no. It moves on from your children's children to your children's children. That is why you notice something. People who have believed in God once, you look at their lineage and they, have, they produce prominent people in society. I mean, there is a, there's a tree, a family tree that was drawn. And you will see that these people, arm robbers, prostitutes, tricksters, frosters, and they are people who did not give regard to God. And the people who give regard to God, lawyers, banker, bankers, uh, economists, uh, they are the big people in society. Listen, any fluke, don't consider it. Me see, it's not what? Any fluke is something that, oh, it happened. Oh, luck. In the kingdom, nobody is lucky. In the kingdom, we are blessed. And blessing is an empowerment that comes on the life of the believer. So when you walk with God and understand his ability to do things so that you stop acting, you enforce his righteousness. And his righteousness is to act out on your behalf. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to ask questions. What did Jesus do? In this verse, because we know he's talking about Jesus, he said, if by the obedience of one man, many shall be made righteous, I want to ask, what did Jesus do for you to become righteous? 
you have to understand now we are entering into the humanity of Christ. What did he specifically do? Because you cannot just say God is righteous and he's done something for me. He did something for you to have that confidence in him that he is righteous. And I told you, his righteousness is not a title. It is not something that comes upon him. It's not a spirit. The spirit of righteousness. No, that's not it. It's, he is the only person who has the blood to act out righteousness. So now let's look at something. I want us to go to Philippians chapter 2, 6 and 8. Thank you, Lord. I read. Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God as a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of a man, of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Now, there are three main things I picked out of this scripture, and I like to uh, read them out, and then we, we talk about them. Look at them. Number one, he took upon himself the form of a servant. He acted out. What do servants do? What do servants do? In other words, he, God, 100% God, 100% man, came onto the earth by his humanity, acted out as a servant. He was a servant for us. This is God. So when you talk about the righteousness of God, you have to understand that he didn't just become righteous because of No. He brought himself low and became a servant and saved in the earth. Number two. The obedience of death. He was obedient unto death. Listen. I always say, Jesus could have said, Lord, let them just use a spear. Pierce my heart. Right? pierce this part and then you just die. No. He had to die a specific death. Now, the whole idea is this. The fact that he had to even die, he acted out his righteousness. Because we were held bondage by a certain principle. The principle that says that God is righteous. God is righteous and holy. Every unjust or unrighteous act which came out from man. Now, you have to get the, the the pictures because he's righteous and he created the whole world everything that is acted apart from his righteousness is sin so when you look at what adam did it was he had to get somebody to rectify that mistake so god came onto the earth and submitted himself to the obedience of death and that is how he saved us so his obedience of death was an act we saw him he told in fact, you know Judas was following him because of the money and, the, and the, it got to a time Judas was happy because, hey, finally the deliverer of Israel has come. And Judas is carried. He comes from a certain clan. They believe that the Jews must fight against the Romans who were ruling over them then. So this is what Judas did. He was happy to follow Jesus. Ha! We have a champion who will take over our, our nation for us. Because he, they didn't like the Roman rulership. Now listen to what happened. Because of that, he was following Jesus, following Jesus, following Jesus, following Jesus. Jesus. It got to a time, Jesus started saying, I have come to die. I have come to die. I have come to die. He said, ah, 
this guy is supposed to be a king. Look at the miracles he's doing. Everybody throngs after him. He's supposed to say, let's fight against the, the Romans. And they, you just lift up an army, isn't it? Now this guy who is supposed to come and deliver us, he's telling us, I'll die for you. I'll die for you. I'll die for the sins of the world. He said, no, no, you are better off. I can use you to buy a land. <laughs> he sold him out. He went to purchase a land. What is the issue here? You have to understand, the guy did not know that God acts out his righteousness so that he can save humanity. And I'm saying that God's righteousness is the only righteousness that is supposed to be acted out. So when man was held bondage, he himself came down on the earth and he said, I will pay for the penalty. And this is a standard I have set for myself. Every sin must be punished. I will pay for the punishment of that sin. Hallelujah. Now, the last point is this. He, even to the death of the cross, that is the last, the, the third point. He died a specific death. That's why I was saying they could have pierced his side. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Not only that, Herod wanted to kill him when he was between the age of zero and then two years, right? So Herod demanded, kill everybody from age two down. But the Holy Spirit told uh, that his parents, Mary and Joseph, take the baby to Egypt. So they did. Now, I'm asking a question here. Why did the Holy Spirit command them, take the boy away? Why? Because the guy had not yet grown to act out his righteousness. And you see, his, his righteousness was supposed to bring you deliverance and liberation. And notice something. Listen. When he was sweating blood, why was he sweating blood? Actually, I hear there's a condition like that. When you are under deep mental stress, your, your blood arteries, they, begin, they burst and they enter your sweat glands and you begin to sweat blood. And that was the kind of depression he was under. Why would he be depressed? Because of his righteousness. He had to act out his righteousness. And so when he was sweating blood, he was sweating so that when you become a believer in his sweat, you will never sweat. Ah, women or yare kaka. I said, he acted out and sweated so that you don't have to sweat again. Amen. Sweated. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, he had to die a specific death. And if I say I want to talk about these three points, it will be like, uh, we can get three months of, of preaching on it. But one point I like so much is the fact that he humbled himself to die on a, in a specific way, which is the death of the cross. The death of what? The death of what? Now, the scriptures are not just written because God wanted to write us a love letter. No. They are embedded codes and things that we can find out and live by. When you see such a thing and you pick it out and you meditate on it and it, it grows in your heart, that is faith growing. And faith is a person, I told you. His name is Jesus. So when you begin to act out in faith, Jesus goes out into action. Hallelujah. So look at it. The last one is this. That he, 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 he humbled himself, even the death of the cross. Now, how did he work out his righteousness? If you sum all these three apps, they were, he worked out his righteousness in two ways. One, it was active. And another, it was passive. Now, the active one is, is look at now, I sound more academic, but, but look at it. If I say active, he acted out, and some, he permitted the action to come upon him. 
Did you get it? Now, for example, for him to come down from heaven was an action. For him to agree that he would die was an action. For him to be on the cross, it was an action. But for him to become sin for you was not an action he did. It was imputed unto him. It was because of your action. He became passive in your action. So whilst you have done it, he entered into it so that you don't have to carry it again. Hallelujah. I'm excited about Jesus. Now look at it. I want to talk about the active parts of his righteousness. In other words, the obedience, the things he did. When You know the last point where I said he humbled himself to the point of death. Even the death on the cross. Specifically on the cross. In our next teaching, I'll talk about that one. Hallelujah. Now, but let's talk about the active ones. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2, 21 and 23. I read. For even here unto were all of you called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving us an example that all of you should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was God found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not, revealed, revealed, reviled, reviled not. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judge righteously. What am I saying here? The guy, it got to a time, Jesus says something. Jesus says something. He did not commit himself unto man, for he knew what was in man. Why? Because he is God, 100% God, 100% man. He had to come to this earth, act out his righteousness for you to see. So that when you see Jesus acting out his righteousness, you say, Oh, so he did this one too for me? He did that one too for me. He did the other one too for me. He did not run away from truth. He stuck to truth and did what he was supposed to do, which is acting out righteousness on the earth so that you can one day say, Lord, I believe in what you have done. And when you say, I believe that everything you did is perfect, he say, ah, my son, my daughter, now take my righteousness, wear it as a badge. Everywhere you go, when people want to condemn you, show it to them. When the devil wants to condemn you, show it to him. Tell him, I carry the righteousness of God in Christ. That's why he said, he was, you know, they spat on him. He did not open his mouth. I said they did what? They slapped him in the face. Never said a word. Ghana here. You go slap me. No, consider. You just go to Bukum, go and slap somebody. If it is a woman, the boxer in the woman will come out. What am I saying? Man thinks that his righteousness is to avenge everything you do against him that is wrong. Especially if you are an army man. Or you live by the constitution. Every criminal, when you are caught, you have to visit in Sawom and see how the paintings are there. Right? But look, God's righteousness... God's righteousness demands that just believe in me. I will touch you. I will change that nature in you that likes to do bad and it will begin to do what is right. That is it. And one on all. 
I said, does it? Hallelujah. And this is where I'm happy. Because why? I don't have to act out for God to say, ah, oh, uh, guy, we're well, righteous. Now listen, I'm about to say something serious. I was listening to a preacher on TV, my wife and I. And this preacher, he runs crusade all over Ghana. And even, I think he enters Ivory Coast and other parts of West Africa. Now, he's a prophet. And he says something. He said, when you are born again, the first three years is your testing year. Testing years. Whether when you lifted up your hands and said, Lord, I repent, I repent. I've given my life to you. Become my Lord. It is true that you have stopped doing what you want to do. So the first three years, the Lord gives you. So you, you are called right. Listen, you are called what? Now, then they add you another two years. It becomes how many years? Then you, they watch you also. Whether you are able to act out, sin and do all those things. If you are not able... If, if, I mean, if you did not do those things that are bad, you held on to the strict requirements of do not, do not, do not, then you become righteous. <laughs> and he says, that one, it is a step. Now you have to move from righteous into righteousness. And that one, it takes another two years, making it how many years? Thank you. So, after you have suffered for seven years and you have made sure that you don't fornicate, you don't steal, you don't tell lies, you don't do anything evil, then God calls you righteousness. And he's on TV. Can you imagine the kind of people who are under bondage by this teaching? And he's on TV. And then he said, after seven years, like him, Satan will never tempt him. Because Satan knows that seven years is perfect number. He has finished all the things. And then my wife said, so what about what Jesus did? Doesn't it hold? As if she was in the studio where they were interviewing him. Then the guy there asked the same question. And the, the, she said, he said, no Christian will go to heaven. It is only the righteous that will go to heaven. And righteousness, you have to attain it at your level. Seven years of dealing with sin in your life. Ha! The guy preached the thing, and I'm here. And I said something. So if this is what you are teaching people, where is faith then? I said, where is what? For he says that we, a man, we have to understand that a man is not justified by the deeds of the law, but by the obedience of faith. By the what? One day we teach on that one too. The obedience of faith. Like I told you, you are reading Deuteronomy 28 from verse 1 to 14. And that is where you see the blessing, right? The Lord narrates. He said, I'll bless you. I'll bless the bowl that you used to mix he said, I'll, he said, I'll bless your needing door. He said, when you are walking out and you are going, you are blessed. Immediately you turn, you come back in, you are blessed. He said, everything you do is blessed. And he said, if you observe the law, 
That is the requirement for obtaining all those blessings. And the Lord Jesus said to me in the New Testament, he said, I have not called you to obey the law. No, I have called you to the obedience of faith. So anytime you have faith for those things in Deuteronomy 28, every one of them manifests in your life. When I heard this thing, my heart broke. What am I saying? The time has come. I said the time has come for the believer to possess his righteousness and use it. Praise the Lord. Now, in his obedience, I told you that he suffered for us. He did what? So even though he was slapped, he did not return a slap to make sure that his actions are right. If not, one man will say, you remember one day you slapped me? Now, he went into the temple, came people. Nobody could tell him that you came me in the temple. Why? Because he was right in his actions. He is righteous. Praise the Lord. Now, the next thing I'd like to talk about, his obe the, the obedience of Christ was included in his believing for us. That's why I said, we are the righteousness of God in... 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 Now, consider something. Christ had to believe for you. Because if it is by faith, how did Christ do some things? Notice. Uh, Jesus spoke to the fig tree. And the Bible says it withered from the roots, isn't it? We saw it in our faith conference. Not only that. Uh, he was in the boat. The seas were raging. The storms were coming. He said, peace be still. And he turned to his disciples. He said, why are you so fearful? What he means is this. He expected the believers to also live by what? Just as he rose up and spoke to the storm, he was expecting them to also do what? Speak. But look at something. Because he spoke, he demonstrated faith to them. What it means is that Jesus' work on the earth, everything he did was by. So he was an example for us to follow. If you look at it, he had faith for us. So that the guy he healed will say, help me my own belief. Jesus says, go, you are well. Have you noticed? Sometimes you go to pray for people. Uh, sorry, you get there soon. You are going to pray for people or yourself. And you notice that the people you are praying for, there is no faith in their heart. Yet you are praying. And in the name of Jesus, you know, the miracle happens. Do you know what has happened? It did not happen because of the person's faith. It happened because of Jesus' faith. Now, if you look at our declaration, we get to the latter part. I didn't write it, Kekeo. The Lord gave me specific words to put in there. And they were all scripture. He said, by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Look at it. You have to understand that in his service, in his, because God required that everybody live right, uh, righteously and lived by faith. So Jesus acted out his righteousness by believing God so that every one of us will see. That is why if you don't have faith in your heart, just have faith in what Jesus did. I said what? Have faith in what Jesus did. Now look at it. That is in Romans chapter 3, 21 and 22. I read it. But now, the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being testified by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith, of Jesus Christ, which is by faith, which is by faith, 
which is by faith of Jesus Christ to all and upon all them that believe for there is no difference. Now look at it. This scripture, when I read it, there was a similar one in the book of Galatians chapter 3. So I looked in there and I studied it carefully and I placed it side by side. It is the only scripture in the New Testament that tells us that Jesus had faith. So I looked at it, I started studying it. And when I looked at it, I noticed that he's not talking about having faith in Jesus. No, he said, believing that Jesus had faith to do the things he did. So you, you, you believe in what he did. He acted out his righteousness. So if Jesus lived by faith, he's proving to all of us that we too, we too, immediately we step out in faith. We are stepping out in righteousness. Hallelujah. Yankoso. Now, the last thing I'd like to say is this. Even his baptism was a revelation of his righteousness. Remember when he went to John? He said, John, let me read it. He said, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now. For thus it's fitting for us to fulfill all, all. Then he allowed him. What am I saying? Jesus submitting himself for John the Baptist to baptize him was fulfilling the righteousness of God. Why? Because why? Because he humbled himself. He had to come down so that men will see him humble himself. Now, because when John stood before the guy, he knew that this is the creator of heaven and earth. And so he said, I need to come to you for you to baptize me. And you have come to me. And he said, permit it to be so now. So that what? We will fulfill all. He did not leave one stone on ten. He worked out the righteousness so that when you believe, you have it in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I am, I am happy about God's righteousness because it gives me confidence to even stand before him claiming some things. Remember, I used to make some serious statements. I said, don't ever go to God begging. Don't ever go to God beg. Lord, please, oh, please. No. Say, in the name of Jesus, I claim A. I demand that I see B. C must manifest. Z has manifested already. Why? He said, come unto me with all bold. I don't know how God has it. It is the only way we are able to obtain mercy when we come boldly. Hallelujah. Now, understand something here. So if John, who is a man, 100% man, but Jesus, who is 100% man, 100% God, comes before John, he says, John, Baptize me. The guy said, no, I cannot do that. You, you, you go. You are the creator of heaven. He said, no, no, no. Do it so that all righteousness will be fulfilled. Look at it. That is why no man. You see, some of the things we do, it is just formality. And in scripture, it helps us see that what Jesus did was true. Look at it. Jesus was baptized. He came out. And the Holy Spirit did what? Descended on him. Okay, at it. Now the Bible says that anybody who believes in Christ has been what? Baptized into Christ. Look at it. You notice that he acted out the baptism 
so that anytime we believe, baptism is credited to your account. That is why water baptism is not the first thing that shows that somebody is born again. The thing that makes it conk that somebody is born again is here. The person will know that, ah, I have eternal life. You don't have to tell the person. The person knows in himself. The person, you know, you know that you have eternal life. That is how it is. Why? Because when you are baptized into Christ, you notice that the newness that is in Christ has come into you. Hallelujah. Now, the last thing I'd like to talk about before we close is this. Now, I have, talked, I have spoken about the active or the actions that Jesus did to, to demonstrate his righteousness on the earth so that we will all see. Now, I like to talk about the passive, the one that he did not act but was brought upon him. That is in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin. He did what? He what? He was made. They prepared him to be sin. Second Corinthians 5, 21. He was made. He was made. I made Banku and Okro. I made something. I made a car. He was made. So for example, you're making a car and you use materials right in other words his substance right the thing that was used to make the car are already existing substance so they only brought it together and made the car it is the same thing he said he was made for he hath made him to be seen to be seen on and on to be seen. Look at it. So anytime you consider you, your sin, you being sinful, also consider another way. He was made this same sin. He was made what? This same sin. The word is hamatia. Not hamatano. Hamatia. Hamatano is the acting of sin. Hamatia is the seed or the nature of sin. So he was made hamatia, the seed of sin. So that when you are looking for the origin of sin, which occurred in Adam, you will not find it in Adam, but you will find it in who? Christ. So he was made sin. He was made sin. He became anything that is contradictory to God. And sin cannot stand in the sight of God. He was made sin. And I think about this made, made. So I think about my worst sin I ever committed. He was made that sin. I think about the, the wars that are going on in the world. He was made that sin. No wonder his death was agonizing. Because why? God had to fully punish sin in every sense. Every lie, no wonder. The Lord wanted us to see how serious sin is. So he, he intentionally broke it down in steps. He said, no liar will inherit my kingdom. He goes, he said, no drunkard. 
because they say drunkard now, the people limited to drinking. Anything that causes intoxication, he said, you will not enter my kingdom. Huh. I, see, I see a scripture in the book of Proverbs. He said, let not the king drink wine and stand before the Lord. Hey. And the Bible says, we are kings and we are priests. Now look at something. So, you go and you drink. And maybe you didn't just drink, oh, you booze well, well. And you notice that all of a sudden, the, 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 the feeling of guilt, condemnation comes upon you. He said what? He became that sin. He did what? He became that specific sin. So anytime you think of the origin of sin, how sin came about, and how it has collapsed this society and this world, consider it in Christ. He became that. Why did he become it? To fulfill all righteousness. I told you, he's the only one who can act out righteousness. Now look at it. In these days, somebody lies on a person. If I say lie, like speak a, a lying word on another person, and the person is vindicated, what do they do to the next person? They catch you and they put you in prison. But Jesus, the whole world sin, which he never committed one of them, was placed upon him. And yet he never said a word. He kept quiet to fulfill all righteousness. Now look at it. For he hath made him to be sin for us. For who? For who? I can't hear you. For who? Say he became sin for me. He became sin for me. He became sin for me. Who knew no sin? Who did what? That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. This is what I call the perfect switch. The perfect exchange. Because why? Look at it. You are raw and bad in everything because you carry the seed of Adam, which is a sinful seed. And he who carries the seed of God, which is righteous and divine, actually took your place so that you can take his place and he exchanged his nature for your nature but notice something because he's righteous the judgment that god brought on him could not kill him or destroy or condemn him he actually lived out again and dealt with sin so the bible says that in his humanity on earth he dealt with sin in the flesh. Why will he deal with sin in the flesh? So that when the enemy wants to find sin in your flesh, he will not find it. That's a heavy statement right there. You didn't get it. Listen, I said, he, was, he who knew no sin was made sin. He was made sin. And he condemned sin in the flesh. Which flesh? His humanity. His humanity, so that you can become the righteousness of God in Christ. Praise the Lord. Now I conclude by saying this. By all that we have seen in scripture, no man can fulfill what Jesus did by action, but only a God or a deity. And if I talk about deity, the deity who created everything, which is God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Because man is limited in so many ways to be able to carry out the good works of righteousness. And this is how we reign in life. By constantly relying on the finished work of Christ, we walk in his righteousness. Please rise up to your feet. I think it's a good place to give the Lord a hand.
Say, I am reigning in life. Say, I am reigning. And by the word of God, everything I do is blessed. Not because I know how to act out, but because Jesus acted for me. Therefore, from today, I declare the full benefits of his righteousness are mine. I am walking in the full benefits of his righteousness. I live a peaceable life. I live a calm and quiet life. I rule in life by Christ Jesus. I am untouchable because I am a king. Now, let's consider Romans 5.17. I read it. Meditate on this scripture. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace. I spoke about this last week. Abundance of grace. Meaning that when you compare God's grace to any other thing that fights you, it cannot stand it. Grace is size quo. Say size quo. Thank you. So the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. Say I am reigning. As a king on this earth by the righteousness of Jesus. He acted out so I will believe. He acted out so I will sleep. He acted out so I will enjoy. Therefore, I declare I am blessed. Everything I do is blessed. My hands are blessed. The Bible says wherever the word of the king is there is power therefore i declare as a king i rule in power as a king i rule in power therefore as a king i rule in this life in the name of jesus are you a king Open your mouth and begin to speak words of power because your words carry power. Speak into the weak. Speak into the weak. Moralada. Modilibikada. Modilibikada. Marie Rele. Marie Rele Begado. Rele. Tada. 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 Penda de de Begada. Mano tan tada bakada. Moda. Moda. Modele Begado. Relief in fede de de Begadiapa. Maruleta. 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 Mosha, Mosha, Mosha de de Bekado, Rulato, 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 Madini Mikado, Madini Mikadiato, Mata, Mate de Bekado. Speak whatever you want to see in this week. Speak increase, speak abundance, speak peace and calmness of heart, speak joy, speak joy, speak joy, speak joy. Malabababa, Moda, Moda, Moda. Marila, Marila, speak it, speak it, speak it. Speak quietness of heart. Nothing will torment you this week. Nothing will break your spirit down. Nothing will hunt you down. In the name of Jesus, the spirit of God will brood over you. Madolobokado, Fandelebekada, Raleta, 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 Madedebekado, Madedebekadiata. Masha, Masha, Shande de de Becado, Ralota, Ralota, Motande de de Becadiapa, Madive, 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 Rota, Rota, 
me shade de de pe mate 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 de de bekado mate de de bekado mate de de bekado raleta marita marita relatande de de bekada manuve 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 reluve 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 de vegado Moshade, 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 Ralota, Ralote, Mato de Mecadiata, Madije de Begadiata, Mate de Begadiata, Rota, Rota, Rota de, Rota de, Rota de, Relato, Ronta da Bacadiata. The week is blessed. The week is blessed. The week is full of overwhelming blessings increase in finances increase in goods increase in blessing increase in good health increase in the wisdom of god increase in prosperity increase in success increase in every area of our lives in the name of jesus the the church is increasing the church is increasing grace army church has increased in the name of jesus you have increased let's take our declaration of promise by the way I saw a bracelet and it was on, I saw an arm and there was a bracelet on it and the bracelet looked rusty but all of a sudden I kept looking and the bracelet was cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. Now, I was asking the Lord, what does it mean? The Lord said, you know in our, in our society, when somebody wears a beautiful a gold bracelet, it's like we honor, like we respect the person. Yeah, the Lord said, as you tell that person here, that honor has returned. He said everything that went low, he said he has washed it because the thing is gold. What the, the hand and the bracelet is gold. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Bacha Mount why? Yes. You, Mount In the name of Jesus, my father, I pray for your daughter. That glory, let it manifest in the name of Jesus. 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 There are brands here there. Um, like me, yeah, they are there. I didn't know they are No, it's like. But the crown has got a like African symbols on it. Do you come from a royal family or something? Eh? Okay. Now the Lord is telling me that you among your siblings, the Lord is going to lift you up. He's going to elevate you. Now the crown which I saw, I also saw that they have given you like I don't know how to put it's like Bodia. Uh, what do you call it? Bodia. Bro from your friend Bodia. Yeah, they give you a hostel. You know the one? Bodia. Yes, they give you a hostel. Now, as much as the Lord is increasing you or will lift you up in your family, I also see that the, the plan of the enemy is the Bodia thing. Hallelujah. The Bodia, in other words, fetish. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So, um, pray. But in the name of Jesus, you are secure. Your destiny is secure. In the name of Jesus. Your destiny is secure. In the name of Jesus. Your destiny is secure. In the name of Jesus. Sydney, I see a plate. This time. I see a plate. Okay? I see a plate. 
now, but this plate has got packs on it, like six packs. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, I see that it is made out of silver, but there are crystals on it. There are, I don't know what it means. Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit. prophet. Ask the Holy Spirit. Okay. Ah, thank you, Lord. But ask the Holy Spirit. Madam, you see your right hand. Uh, that is what I see, but it's dipped in gold dust. Amen. Do you understand? Do you understand? You don't, Mount Aswell. In the name of Jesus, my Father, reveal your plan to her. Let her see your prosperity in her life. In the mighty name of Jesus, let her see your prosperity in her life. In the mighty name of Jesus, everything you have set up to do with her, let it manifest. Okay, now. Where your business one home? Uh, and one accounting, HR. I don't know why you accounting. Okay. HR. It is what I said. This is what I tell you. Obesi sir. Hallelujah. Mesu bere. Ah, in the wawasem. Hallelujah. Now, please, I don't know, but the Lord has, I think it's because of the communion. <laughs> please lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. It's time, oh, it's time. In the name of Jesus, let heaven open over you right now in the name of Jesus. Even as I see the rain, I see the rain, let it fall on every fallow ground in the name of Jesus. Let it fall on every ground that is dry in the name of Jesus. I speak increase 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 in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, how is the business? Don't tell me you've stopped. How is it? Are you telling me you have, you've stopped? You've paused? Don't pause. Because pause is leading to stop. Can I come? Let me pray for you. You notice that it, it, as much as it has to do with money, it has to do with desire. The desire has shifted. It, not, not that it's shifted, but it's shifting. Like you're losing it small, small. No, it shouldn't be. Please stretch forth your hands. Millionaires are made here. Now, let me tell you why. In the olden days, when they are looking for prosperity in the land, they go to three people. One, the king. Number two, the prophet. Number three, the priest. The Bible says, I am a king and I am a priest. Can I speak to you? Lift up your hands. Stretch forth your hands. Begin to speak that word of blessing over here. That everything the Lord has put in her heart and she has planted as a seed, will not stagnate. It will not stagnate. It will grow. It will grow. It will grow in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My Father, in the name of Jesus. Now, the Lord is telling me that helpers will come around. People who are ready to submit, to just help you go. So every day when you get up, say, Lord, I thank you for my helpers. I thank you for my helpers. I thank you for my helpers. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus. You are counting money. You are blessed in Jesus' name. I said you are counting money. Hallelujah. <laughs> Please, you. Okay, we'll talk. We'll talk when we close. Talk when we close. Thank you, Lord. Uh, you know, somebody received something this week. It was like a good news. The Lord says, I should tell you, an addendum is coming. <laughs> I just used that, that word, nothing. I'm just saying that the Lord will add another one this week. How many of you are looking forward to it? Now, let me be specific. The Lord is, was talking about a contract. This week, the week that passed, you received, a, it was a contract. The Lord says, I should tell you, this week you receive another. Yeah. Take it in the name of Jesus. The word has manifested in your life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Can I declare, as a man of God, I declare over your life that in this week, every closed door shall be open in the name of Jesus. Everything that stands before you, exalted, will be brought low in the name of Jesus. I declare a seven-day miracle in your life in the name of Jesus. Everything you put your hands to do, you will receive promotion in the name of Jesus. Can I speak to somebody here? In three hours, in three hours, something bad is supposed to happen. But the Lord has taken it away. Yeah. Listen, I see that there was something that pierced somebody. I don't know what it means. And I don't want to believe that it is physical. It has to do with the spiritual first. In three hours, they will release the thing. I pray over you right now. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Every duct of the enemy is hereby intercepted. In the name of Jesus. I declare that you are blessed. Yeah. I declare that you are blessed. I declare that you are protected Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. This week, you will come back with a testimony. Amen. I said you will come back with a testimony Amen. in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. See, the blessing, the blessing is an empowerment, an empowerment on my life right now, life right now. giving me the ability, me the ability to, prosper, to prosper, to succeed, to, succeed, to increase, to multiply, to advance my destiny, my destiny to fulfill my call, and to, and to rise above anything that attempts to hold me down or to draw me back. I hold the keys to the promise of God by faith and by my position in Christ. The blessings of Abraham are mine. The blessings of Abraham are mine. The blessings of Abraham are mine. By the blessing, my name is great. By the blessing, I walk in favor. By the blessing, victory leads me on by the blessing i have helps in my world by the blessing wealth hands me down and overtakes me by the blessing i am favored both in heaven and on the earth by the blessing the holy spirit the sweet spirit leads me to good and pleasant places by the blessing i have angels I have angels, I have angels begging to save me by the blessing. My family is protected and we are all successful by the blessing. I am very rich. I am extremely rich in cattle, silver, and in gold. I am blessed with faithful Abraham. I am blessed 
with faithful Abraham. I am blessed with faithful Abraham. I am complete in Christ, who is the head of all principalities and of all powers, both in heaven and on the earth, by the power of God's promise. The blessing is activated by the finished work of abundance through the faith of Jesus Christ in my life and in Grace Army Church. We are justified by faith. We are justified by faith. We are justified by faith. And in this year, we will all walk in the covenant of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, give the Lord a hand. Give the Lord a hand. Give the Lord a hand.